Good evening and welcome to Abide Forever. My name is Ebony Robinson and I welcome you all back. Uh, tonight I want to share a little bit with you guys on the sacrifices of the priesthood. Um, the sacrifices of the priesthood. This has been on my mind and on my heart since the last broadcast where um, we talked about abiding in the priesthood. Okay, um, and basically in that particular lesson, um, we read from First Peter chapter 2. Okay, and um, basically I share with you guys how um, the Lord has made us, hallelujah, in the New Testament, he has made us to serve as priests uh, before him to offer spiritual sacrifices. He has consecrated us us for service those who believe every believer he has consecrated us for service in the priesthood yes he has um he has washed us he has anointed us and given us his spirit he has redeemed us by the blood hallelujah by his blood and he has clothed us in righteousness the same way um Aaron and his sons were consecrated for service and in the priesthood, God has consecrated us through the works of Jesus Christ to serve as priests before him, offering spiritual sacrifices. Now, if you didn't, were not able to listen to this broadcast, go back, read first Peter chapter two, read the whole thing so that you can understand your assignment and how God has prepared you and called you to be a priest. Okay. And tonight I really want to talk about the spiritual sacrifices, the spiritual sacrifices. So as a starting point, I want to go to first Peter and read, um, from chapter two verses four and five. And tonight I'm reading from the complete Jewish study Bible. Any word that is in Jewish, I will uh, translate in um, English so that we can all remain on the same page. There, there isn't a lot, but here and there they do utilize some Jewish terminology. All right. So first Peter chapter two, verses four and five, as you come to him. The living stone rejected by people, but chosen by God and precious to him. You yourselves as living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be koanim. Koanim is the Hebrew word for priest to be koanim or priests set apart for God to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him through Yeshua, the Messiah. So I offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He is Yeshua, the Messiah. Let me recap that one more time. We are the living stones. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. We align ourselves to him. We align ourselves to the word of God. We don't stumble at it. We align to it. We become obedient to it. And we call every aspect of our being into obedience. Okay. To the will of God. All right. So 
We are the living stones. Indeed. Hallelujah. We are spiritual houses. Yes, we are priests in this spiritual house that the Lord has uh, created us to be in the New Testament of his blood. We are a spiritual house set apart for God to offer spiritual sacrifices. So as a priest, hallelujah, over this spiritual house that the Holy Spirit, that the Lord God Almighty has made me into, I offer spiritual sacrifices, okay? And so today, I want to talk about these spiritual sacrifices and um, I felt led to go back to the book of Galatians because Galatians really brings to the forefront um, the sacrifices of a priest, the sacrifices of us, the living stones, um, the priest in the spiritual house. Okay, our body has been made the temple of the Holy Spirit. So that is what makes me a spiritual house. And I am a priest over this house. Okay, and the Lord God, according to his word, says that I am to offer spiritual sacrifices but the question is what are spiritual sacrifices and so I want to go to the book of Galatians and I want to pull out some very important sacrifices some spiritual sacrifices because I believe that Paul does a good job of kind of framing this out for us okay very good I'm gonna start reading at verse one but and, and grab your Bible, Galatians chapter five. That's where we're going to start reading. But I did want to, as, as just a, a front note, um, to let you know that Paul did write the book of Galatians. Okay. And he's writing to, um, one of the churches that he found founded in Rome. Okay. It was Galatia. Okay. The church at Galatia. Now he's writing this particular letter in order to, um, correct their thinking, get them back on track. Um, and ultimately he is seeking to magnify God's grace. Hallelujah. He's seeking to magnify the grace of God and to explain to them that they are free and they are free indeed. Hallelujah. And that there is not any other work left to do. Christ did it all and they are free because some false teachers had come into the territory and they were bringing them under the notion that there were more things that needed to be done. But I want you to know tonight that Christ has done it all. Hallelujah. We are free and we are free indeed. And so let's start reading. We're going to read about this freedom and then we're going to get into those spiritual sacrifices. Galatians chapter five. All right. It says what the Messiah has freed us for is freedom. Hallelujah. He set me free from sin to give me freedom. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore, stand firm and don't let yourselves be tied up again to a yoke of slavery. See, sin was a was a yoke of slavery. And so he's saying be free and don't get tied up again with a yoke of slavery. So as Adam and Eve were in the garden beholding that tree and having a conversation with Satan, the serpent and being deceived, they were being ensnared by the yoke. Hallelujah. And so before the action, before the behavior of rebelling against God happened, they were already coming under the yoke. They were already 
already yielding to the the, the ungodly desire, the, the thing that the Lord God Almighty had told them not to do. Okay, and so Paul is saying to the church, listen. Jesus Christ has freed us for freedom. Therefore, stand firm in your freedom and don't let yourselves be tied up to a yoke of slavery. Sin brings you into slavery. Hallelujah. Because you don't do what you want to do. You do what it tells you to do. And whatever appetite or whatever desire is in the flesh, that is what you tend to move toward when you are under sin. Hallelujah. But when you operate under the grace of God and you have the spirit of God, you walk according to the spirit. You do what he wants you to do, not what the flesh wants you to do. I'm getting hung up on verse one. Let me move on to verse two. It says, mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you undergo Brit Milah, Brit Milah is the covenant of circumcision. Okay. So they were being told that they needed to be circumcised The church at Galatia. They were being told they needed to be circumcised. And so Paul is saying, listen, I'm telling you, if you undergo the covenant of circumcision or the Brit Milah, the Messiah will be of no advantage to you at all. Hallelujah. So the grace that comes through Christ will not be to your advantage if you go get circumcised because when he gave his life and declared everything finished, it was indeed finished and you are now indeed free. But he is saying if you choose to become circumcised, then the freedom that you would enjoy and walk in under the grace of God, you no longer get to walk in. Now, he does not saying that you're not saved. He's just saying that when you step out from under the grace of God and under the law, that which uh, pertains to in terms of consequences of behaviors that are against the law are imputed to you. Hallelujah. But under the grace, yes, Lord, there is therefore now no condemnation. And so Paul is trying to keep them under the grace of God. But they have to see the work of Christ as the ultimate finished work. All right. Verse two. I'm I'm doing a lot and I'm only on two verses. Mark my words. I, Paul, tell you that if you undergo Brit Milah, that's the covenant of circumcision, the Messiah will be of no advantage to you at all. Verse three. Again, I warn you, any man who undergoes Brit Milah, that is the covenant of circumcision, okay, is obligated to observe the entire Torah. The Torah is the law. So if you if you get circumcised, then you're going to have to keep the whole law. Don't think you get to just do a part of the law. You're going to come under the whole law because you're moving yourself out from under the grace of God and uh, and seeing your salvation as being connected to your work. But if you're going to work this thing out in your own strength, then you bring yourself under the whole law. I don't know about you, but I'm staying under the grace of God because I need the grace of God. Verse four says you who are trying to be declared righteous by God through legalism have severed yourselves from the Messiah. (laughs) You have severed yourself from the Messiah. You have cut yourself off from the grace. Mm -mm -mm. 
and brought yourself under the law. It says you have fallen away from God's grace. Verse five, for it is by the power of the spirit who works in us because we trust and are faithful that we are com- that we confidently expect our hope of attaining righteousness to be fulfilled. Listen, I, Paul is saying, look, you don't have to go be circumcised to be righteous. You are circumcised because you believe on the finished works of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus covers you. He has made you righteous. He has put a coat of righteousness around you. Listen, you don't have to go and be circumcised. Listen, verse, let me see verse five, for it is by the power of the spirit who works in us because we trust and are faithful that we confidently expect our hope of attaining righteousness to be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And on that great day, when the Lord returns, all things will be fulfilled and we will be made new and we will see ourselves as we are in him. For when he appears, we shall also appear. Verse six says, when we when we are united with the Messiah Yeshua, that's Jesus Christ, okay, in Hebrew, when we are united with Messiah Yeshua, neither being circumcised nor being uncircumcised matters. <laughs> so it, it, Paul is saying that doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't matter anymore. We operate under the blood. Jesus Christ is our righteousness. He sanctifies us. He justifies us. All right. So circumcision doesn't matter. He says what matters is trusting faithfulness, expressing itself in love. All right. Verse seven. You are running the race. Well, who has stopped you from following the truth? Hmm. Whatever means of persuasion he used was not from the one who calls you. You were running well. Who hindered you? Whatever persuasion he used was not from the one who called you. It takes only a little leaven to leaven the whole batch of dough. Verse 10. I am confident that since you are united with the Lord, you will you will take no other view. <laughs> and I am confident that the that the one who has been disturbing you, whoever he may be, will have to bear his punishment. Okay, so listen. That some people had come in teaching salvation through legalism, salvation through um, circumcision. And Paul is saying, no, stand fast in your liberty and freedom. OK, and then he goes on and he's asking them, you know, who hindered you? This is a hindrance. This is a hindrance because it undermines the freedom. Hallelujah. It undermines the freedom that our father has called you to that he has given you in his finished works on the cross. Okay, listen, don't let people bind you. Don't let people constrain you. You are free and you are free indeed. Your salvation is not based on your works. It is based on Jesus Christ and him shedding his blood to cover you. Him making you righteous and him sanctifying you. Paul says, I am confident that since you are united with the Lord, you will take no other view. And I am confident that the one who has been disturbing you, whoever he may be, will have to bear his punishment. Hallelujah. Bear his punishment for leading them into this false teaching, into this notion of salvation by works rather than grace through faith. Hallelujah. We have been saved by grace through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, 
through Jesus Christ. Mm, mm, mm. So we don't have anything to boast about. Let me keep going here. Let me keep going here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Verse 10. Nope, I already read verse 10. Hallelujah. Verse 11. And as for me, brothers, if I'm still preaching that circumcision is necessary, why am I still being persecuted? If that were the case, my preaching about the execution stake will cause no offense, whatever. Verse 12. I wish the people who are bothering you would go the whole way and castrate themselves, cut themselves off rather than coming in here and, and, sh and sharing this teaching that it's not true. Okay. Paul goes on to um, admonish them in verse 13 for brothers, you were called to be free. Only do not let the freedom become an excuse for allowing your old nature to have its way. Here we go. We're about to get into those spiritual sacrifices. Listen, the Lord is saying through Paul, I made you free. I declare that you are free. <laughs> there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You are free and you are free indeed. But don't let your freedom become a license to give way to the flesh. Hmm. Do not let that freedom become, become an excuse for allowing your old nature to have its way. <laughs> Listen, so that tells me that it is not in my actions. Every, whatever I do, the Lord declares me that my sins are forgiven. <laughs> Jesus Christ provided the solution to the sin problem by becoming the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the whole world. So because I believe that Jesus Christ is a Lamb of God, he has wiped out my sin. Hallelujah. And so he says, Ebony, you are free, girl. And you are free indeed. Hallelujah. He says, he says there's nothing that you can do to be more freer than you already are. He says, I did the work and I have made you free. But there is something else I require of you. Hallelujah. As a spiritual house in which I dwell. He says, I require you to make spiritual sacrifices on the altar. My God. Thank you, Lord. Let me keep going. We're almost there. All right. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Verse 13. For brothers, you were called to be free. Only do not let that freedom become an excuse for allowing your old nature to have its way. Instead, serve one another in love. Hallelujah. Verse 14. For the whole of the Torah, the Torah is the law. Okay, Torah, Hebrew is the Hebrew word for the law. All right. So for the whole of the Torah is summed up in this one sentence. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is what we're required to do. Love each other the way we love ourselves okay love your neighbor as yourself but if you go on snapping at each other and tearing each other to pieces watch out or you will be destroyed by each other okay verse 16 what i'm saying is this run your lives by the spirit Run your lives by the Spirit. Live by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Run your lives by the Spirit. Then you will not do what your old nature wants. For your old nature wants what is contrary to the Spirit. Here we are getting into those spiritual sacrifices. The, for the old nature wants 
what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit wants what is contrary to the old nature. These oppose each other so that you find yourselves unable to carry out your good intentions. You have intent to do good because the, but the lust of your old nature is at odds with the desire of your spirit. And so although you intend to do good, sometimes you do not, but the Lord says, I have made you a priest and I expect for you to make spiritual sacrifices on the altar. What are the spiritual sacrifices? Hallelujah. So I submit to you today that everything that your old nature wants is your spiritual sacrifice. Everything that your old nature wants is your spiritual sacrifice before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So we have to bring it to the altar and slay it there. Everything in our old nature, hallelujah, everything in our old nature that opposes the spirit must be brought to the altar and slayed. It must be sacrificed. It is indeed a spiritual sacrifice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. This is the reason why it has to be slayed because because the brewing of bad behavior doesn't start outside with the the manifest action the brewing of it starts internally it is when we entertain ungodly things in our heart and in our mind and we think about it and we we stew over it a little bit and 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 and, and when we do that we wind up carrying out the things that we would not do because it is contrary to the spirit but if when those evil things rise up in us if we bring them to the altar and offer the spiritual sacrifice that god has called us to as priests we will not (coughs) i submit to you we will not if we sacrifice it we will not give way to it hallelujah let me let me keep going let me keep going so um verse 18 but if you are led by the spirit then you are not in subjection to the system that results from perverting the torah into legalism hallelujah you're not subject to the system that results from perverting the law Hallelujah. Into legalism saying that this is your legal path to salvation is circumcision. No, it is not. My legal path to salvation is Jesus Christ and the blood that he shared for me on the cross. He cleanses me. He brings my sin into remission. Hallelujah. So there is no penalty for me because there is no condemnation against me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Here we go. So what are these spiritual sacrifices that we have to offer? Okay, now I'm I'm, I'm categorizing everything in my old nature that wars against my spirit. Everything in my old nature, hallelujah, that opposes my spirit. And I'm trying to walk by the spirit. Everything in that old nature must be brought to and slayed on the altar. This is my spiritual sacrifices. Now, these are not the only ones, but these are the ones I'm going to share with you tonight. Hallelujah. So verse 19. It is perfectly evident what the old nature does. <laughs> it expresses itself in what? In sexual immorality, impurity, 
and indecency. Verse 20, involvement with the occult and with drugs, in fueling, in fighting, becoming jealous, getting angry, in selfish ambition, factionalism, intrigue and envy, in drunkenness, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Listen, all of this. If it arises in you, you bring it to the altar, you slay it with the word of your mouth in the name of Jesus. You declare and decree that it has no place in your temple because your temple is a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before God, which is your reasonable service. Let me give you these sacrifices one more time. So the old nature, everything in the old nature has to be your spiritual. You Listen. Only thing good in us is the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And he gave us his spirit. So everything else in me is that which needs to be sacrificed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen. So, 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 so let, let's get it one more time. Um, verse 19. And I'm finishing up. I'm finishing up. This is it. And it is perfectly evident that the old, what the old nature does, it expresses itself in sexual Im- impurity. Sexual impurity. Hallelujah. Listen, sexual impurity. When you, if you have those sexually impure thoughts, sexual, sexual impure um, um, desires, brewing and stewing. Come on, come on. Be honest with yourself. Rising up on the inside of you, you need to bring that to the altar and slay it in the name of Jesus. Declare and decree that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You cast it down in the name of Jesus. You offer it as a sacrifice on the altar. Hallelujah. Sexual impurity. You offer it. Lay it down. Slay it as a sacrifice before Abba Father. Uh, okay, sexual immorality, I'm sorry. And then impurity, impure ways, impure behaviors. Bring it to the altar, sacrifice it, slay it. Indecency, bring it to the altar, sacrifice it, slay it. Involvement with the occult, witchcraft, sorcery. If that is you and you have tendencies toward those things or to be interested or to dabble, you need to repent, bring it to the altar. You slay it by the sword of your mouth. You cast it down in the name of Jesus, declare and decree. It has no place in your temple for you are a living stone. You are a spiritual house. You are and as a priest over your spiritual house. You declare and decree that the, uh, the, the, the occult sexual Immorality, impurity, and indecency will not dwell there. Come on, somebody. Slay it. These are our spiritual sacrifices. Listen, then what else do we have to offer? Offer praise. Offer worship. Listen, but don't forget to offer that stuff that is lurking. It is lurking. It is lurking. It is lurking in the old nature. It lurks in the flesh. And when it rises up, you've got to what? Offer that spiritual sacrifice. Slay it in the name of Jesus. Declare and decree that it has no place in you. And let the Holy Spirit do his work. He will guide you. He will give you a way of escape. He will get you out of some stuff that you had gotten yourself into. He will set you free. For deliverance is the children's bread. What are the, what are the spiritual sacrifices? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 20. Involvement with the occult. And with drugs, drug addiction, 
drug addiction. Hallelujah. Slaying on the altar in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Declaring decree right now that the spirit of addiction to the drugs, hallelujah, the spirit of addiction to the alcohol, the spirit of addiction to the pills, whatever it is, that, that it has to go. You cast it down, you lay it on the altar, and you burn it right now in the name of Jesus. You declare and decree that it has no place in your spiritual house. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. I got to get through this. Involvement. With your cult and with drugs, infuriating and fighting, having that violent spirit, fueling, always beefing, fighting, violent in nature. If that is you, if it rises up in you, in your old nature, you slay it. Don't you ignore it for a second. You slay it in the name of Jesus. You bring it to the altar and by the word of your mouth, you cast it down. Hallelujah. Cast it down. You slay it. You burn it up. Don't ignore it. What else do we have here? Becoming jealous and getting angry. <laughs> Jealousy, anger. When it rises up, this is my spiritual sacrifice. Lord, I am mad right now. <laughs> I am so angry right now, Father. I am so angry right now. But this anger is my spiritual sacrifice right now in the name of Jesus, Father. I lift it to you. I give it to you. I sacrifice it because I am a spiritual house. And as priest over this house, Father, this is my sacrifice before you today that I will walk after your spirit and not give way to the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Jealousy and anger. And then there's that selfish ambition, chasing after everything and trying to be all you can be rather than being in the will of God. Slay it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Factionalism. Mm -mm -mm. Believing in the factions, um, intrigue and envy, drunkenness, orgies. And if you notice that sexual impurity is in here multiple times, drugs and alcoholism in here multiple times, fighting, fueling, anger, mm -mm -mm. Um, factionalism, setting up factions and things like that, um, cliques, that, that, that is not of God. It is not of God. Cast it down in the name of Jesus and love one another. Cast that down and love one another. Listen, Paul says, I warn you. Now, as I have warned you before, those who do such things have no share in the kingdom of God. Verse 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love. These are the things that I will allow to remain and grow in this spiritual house. Love. Yes. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control, nothing in the Torah or law stands against such things. Moreover, those who belong to the Messiah Yeshua have put their old nature to death on the stake. There it is right there. Put it to death on the stake. Offer your spiritual sacrifices slay this stuff slay the nonsenses don't let it brew or stew in you don't entertain it don't meditate on it in your heart this is how you wind up doing it you have to cast it down you get on your knees and you pray and you mm -mm, you slay it in the name of jesus you slay it you bring it to the altar and you slay it there 
and let the Holy Spirit do the work of changing your behavior because there is nothing that you can do to change your behavior. The Lord has done all the work in regards to behavior. You see, your sin is forgiven. The blood of Jesus will cover you, but you do need to keep your temple clean and you need to offer these spiritual sacrifices, slaying all of the works of the flesh, every work connected to your old nature, put it to death. Verse 25, since it is through the spirit that we have life, let it also be through the spirit that we order our lives day by day. Let the Holy Spirit order your life. Listen, I'm going to say this and I'm done because I keep telling myself to cut these short, but I keep getting longer and longer. But I'm going to say this. Um, all of these things in our nature, they're not to be ignored and we don't have to pretend that they're not there but if we meditate on them and think on them or allow them to kind of dwell within us we're giving the enemy an upper hand and it's highly likely that we will commit these offenses um against the holy spirit okay and so we don't want to fall into sin okay because we don't take the grace of god for granted we don't take this freedom that the lord has given us for granted and so you know when these ungodly things in our old nature rise up against us and they oppose our spirit they oppose our walk they oppose the righteousness that we have in christ they oppose the consecration that he has given to us um, as his priest because they oppose it we slay them you know we don't we do not allow them to remain we don't allow them to see the light of day. We slay them, bring them to the altar and slay them. For this is your spiritual sacrifice as a priest. Hallelujah. And indeed, God has called us to serve as priests before him in his house. He indwells us. We are a spiritual house that we must make sacrifices in keeping the spiritual sacrifices in keeping with the priesthood christ has already made the ultimate physical sacrifice he is the lamb of god who takes away the sin our sins but in order to not be entangled with the yoke of bondage we've got to sacrifice um, and cast down those things in our old nature that oppose the walk that we have been called to in Christ Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Ebony Robinson, and this is Abide Forever. <laughs>